Hello, and welcome to the Vivolution podcast. Since starting in late 2016, Vivolution has been creating inspiring events for the plant-powered generation. Each episode of this podcast will share with you stories and ideas told by plant-based thought leaders from the Vivolution stage. Kenny Anderson is a skateboarding legend, having spent a large portion of his career riding with an iconic chocolate skateboarding brand. He has designed custom trainers for Converse and is a leading vegan athlete in a notoriously tough sport. This In Conversation was recorded on the Eat Drink Vegan stage at Vivolution Festival 2018. Mr. Kenny Anderson. Athlete, athlete. That is so tough. You ever, you'd never usually associate plant-based with athlete, right? So, what was your me- the, the first thing as a skateboarder? Because we think about strong, athletic. You know, like I see those jumps in the air, and I'm like, all right, that, that takes a lot. So, what what was your journey when you first started going vegan in in the skating world? As a skateboarder, um, I think because skateboarding is more about like the overall energy and, and the sustainability of it more than like that moment of just doing a trick for me. And I think people have different takes on it, but my thing, especially for skating for so long, I've been skating for 30 years now. And, um, and the fact that like, that was the biggest thing I noticed right away was the fact that my energy was just sustaining throughout the day and, um, on a, on a physical level, but then mental, of course, like being able to to go, like we go on tours and we, we sometimes we wake up and we don't come home till night and skating all day long. And then, and then we wake up four more hours later and then keep going light up spots at night. So it's more about that. Like we, I, I think the skate brain has the drive to do it, but it, it takes a toll on your body. So my thing was like, oh, wow, I'm, I was a little bit more preventative or a lot more preventative, um, and healing and then, and the energy sustaining it. So, um, you talk about healing yourself. And, and how veganism has helped that. Yeah. So what was the main thing that you saw the change? Well, that I, I went through, um, like I said, I've been skating for 30 years. So like, and I never really broke anything, but I, I rolled my ankles and, and all the tendons and muscles. So um, about five years ago, I guess, I went to really get checked up and I had multiple tears, like eight tears of my knee. Uh, my ankle was shredded. And I went to three sports doctors and they said I needed reconstructive surgery or stop skating. And I was like, well, I'm not going to stop skating. And I've never had surgery. So I was like, well, let me, let me keep searching. I found this natural doctor and he looked at me and he gave me a, he goes, I've seen worse. He, go, he, he said, I, I, I know why they said it, but I've seen worse. And I think we can do this naturally. So of course that was like, yes, let's dive into that. Um, then he asked about my diet. I'm like, well, I'm vegan and, and conscious vegan and, and, and I'm, you know, I meditate, I breathe. And so he goes, okay, well, let's, let's try this technique called PRP, which is this blood. Well, we don't need to talk about that, but, um, and we did the procedure and it was more about, uh, like after the procedure, it's not like it's magic. It's more about how you take care of yourself after because other skaters have gotten it, other athletes have gotten it. It's kind of known in, in basketball and everything, but, um, if you don't take care of yourself, then you're not going to ever really heal on a cellular level. So on that point, so I ended up healing myself like six, seven months later, I was skating stronger than I've skated in like probably like nine years. And that was all through vegan eating plant-based was like a huge part of it. I can't say it's only that because I think stress levels and breathing and taking care of yourself like that is, is just as important. 
Um, but yeah, that, that was the, that was the major, major point where it, it, uh, shifted for me of like, whoa, I really connected with myself on a, on a healing level that I can take care of myself like that. So the, the skating world, you have like a lot of people that really connect to you. How do you bridge the gap between skating and vegan? Um, like how do you affect those people and like speak to uh, them in a way that you can connect? Well, yeah, I guess that leads into that. Cause that when I, when I did heal myself, I decided to do a post about it. Um, and it was quick and short, just these doctors told me this, I was able to heal myself. If you have any questions, hit me up. And it was, I went to sleep and I woke up to a hundred DMS, which in two weeks turned to 300 DMS about from teenage kids to 40, 50 year olds all the way in between asking me questions about, because the skateboard demographic is that right now, and asked me questions about what I did and stuff I didn't talk about, like depression, um, uh, breathing, food, everything. And I was like, whoa, what did I just open up? But at the same time, I, could, I can answer these wholeheartedly and genuinely. And that, that's what surprised me about myself. Like, I, I actually have a lot to say with, to these people. Um, and, it, and, and, it, and it kind of, like you said, um, or like you asked, it was, I realized how many people out there need or want advice or help. And I didn't think that before. Skaters, you're just like, ah, oh, we skate. Let's talk about skating, you know? And that woke me up to be like, whoa, maybe I should talk more or, or just be available. Or, and I, I was in that space at the time to be available for other people. Mm. Um, so I started answering questions. And that turned into, uh, when I go out and skate now, it's three to four people stop me on the street now to talk about that kind of stuff. And no matter what I'm doing, I make time for it because I feel like that's really important for... They're, they're asking me a question for a reason, you know? And, and, I, and I make sure I take my time to answer that. So, you know, some, sometimes we don't feel comfortable enough to ask the questions. So why do you think that they open up to you or what approach do you take that, that they're able to do that? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's, uh, I, it's skateboarding, you know? And, I, and, I, and that's what I, first and foremost, I am a skateboarder for 30 years and I can relate to this kid who's 12 skating because we can sit there and talk about tricks and do the same tricks and, and that same 40 and all the way in between. So that's that, that's the connection. So if there's whatever connection, like, again, it was all new to me at that point. I'm like, wow, that, that's the conduit that brought us to this conversation right now, mm. that this kid felt um, comfortable enough to ask me a question about his, a sincere question, personal question about his life, just because he likes me as a skateboarder. Mm. And that was like, whoa, you don't even know me, but I guess you do, because social media and whatever I'm putting out there. Mm. And... Uh, and to elaborate, but I think being honest, like I, I was just being me and that turned into what it turned into. And now it's kind of like, just to me, I, I want to reach out more, but I'm like, just keep being me and like the way I am. And that turned into more, more, uh, conversations. You know? So it's starting with being you. I know that you had like, uh, design your own shoe with Converse and yeah. things of that sort. And how do you navigate, you know, business with your ethics and like that was hard because um, I don't agree with a lot of things but um, it, there, there was a point where I, it, like everyone has you just kind of lose it a little bit and I'm like I, I'm going to quit everything I literally don't agree with with I won't say everything but majority of stuff um, 
and I, I was about to, I literally was about to, I was looking at other options, what I can do myself. And then I, then I, then I, then I just kind of woke up and went, if I'm anyone, if I have that voice and why don't I use that with the kids too? If, why don't I use that with, with these companies that I'm sponsored by and be that voice within that instead of being like, I don't agree with everything you do hundred percent. So I'm going to do my own and be in my own little world, you know? So what happened was I, I ride for Converse shoes and I've had like five pro shoes with them. Um, and we were talking about my next one and we, uh, I was just kind of, it, it hit that point where I've been vegan for a while, but like I, I was, I, I wasn't feeling it's, it's, it wasn't conscious. It was like, I was wearing like an, a vintage wool sweater and I'm like, it doesn't feel right. I was wearing these suede shoes it, that didn't feel right. And then my shoes that with my name on it were leathers and suede and animal material. And I couldn't, I just couldn't even, I, I couldn't handle it. So instead of quitting and doing all that stuff, I went in and said, hey, my next one, I want to do a shoe that is not only like no animal materials, but recycled materials and more conscious for sustainable fabrics. Um, so I came out with, uh, and they were receptive, which I was really surprised by. So I came out with this line. It came out a year ago. Um, it was two Chuck Taylors and a one star and they're recycled canvas, organic cotton laces, no animal glues, no animal materials. And um, which by default, a lot are but I took it as my opportunity to actually be an advocate for it and speak about it and spark conversation within the skate community and kids. So whether you bought it or not, I didn't really care. It was more about I'm talking about it online and if I get questions back, then you're talking about it and you're, and you're aware of it and there's an option now. Um, and now I'm doing one for 2019 that's pineapple for pineapple leather for like a little higher end, but then a vegan suede and leather as well. Yeah. Which they, and it sold really good, which is good because now it's, now they can trust it a little bit more because if it didn't sell at all, then <laughs> Kenny, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like companies are more receptive? You were talking, we were talking a little bit about, um, companies that like, uh, let's say like Beyond Meat or things of that sort. Uh, how do you say like, okay, I might not agree with everything, but now I'm going to make the choice for the greater good. Like when we're, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the Beyond Meat. Yeah. I had a meeting with Beyond Meat to like do stuff with them, events and uh, whatnot. And um, I brought up the Tyson chicken thing as Tyson invested in them. And um, that kind of, it, it, it was rubbing me the wrong way. And then when I had a meeting with him and I, I was kind of, I was open of course at a meeting, but then when, as we kept talking about what that's doing and how that's actually, when you put more money to something, it, it brings it out to, way, to more people and makes it available for more people. Then I felt a little, I felt really selfish standing there, like going like, but I don't agree with that when that could actually save way more animals and help the environment and, and what I truly believe in, you know? So I think, uh, having that open mind, like if you're asking like what, that, that's just, it kind of opened my, my mind up to all that and what's going on out there to f the Del Tacos and the, mm. what a McDonald's, whatever. It's like, I'm not going to go there, but if that's gonna help animals and help our environment, take those steps forward and 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 help it progress, then you know I'm all for it. So when you have, um, we were talking about making something accessible for people, we're talking about how how we can go that step further. How do you talk to companies to make that happen? To follow your message? It's about like who is representing. So how do you how do you get that going? Wait, sorry. Um, so, like, when people, like, we know we're talking about making events accessible, like free events, things of that sort. Oh, yeah. How do we get them, the companies that want to make money? At the end of the day, if it's not lucrative, a lot of times we're like, 
ah, we're good. We're going to pass on this. How do you make them to jump on board with you? Yeah. Yeah. We had talked about doing a, a straight vegan event, but like for skateboarding. Cause I've, I went to, I spoke at circle V twice and the eat, drink, vegan, the summit. And it's, it's like skaters just don't <laughs> want to go. And it's, it's hard. Like it's, and it's fine. But at the same time, like, Hey, I want to do something to speak to skaters. So like have a skate event and all that. But, uh, and we talked about, about the food and the certain cost. And I'm like, well, to me, it's more like if we do an event and the food is paid for and we get sponsors to pay for it, and it's more about promoting um, a skate event and the food is there. And, um, well, here, here's a better example, actually. I had, I had a shoe launch for the shoe I was talking about. And um, everyone flew in for this trade show, these shops around the whole country. And they knew it was my shoe event, and I only had vegan food there. I had plant food for people and senorita. And like, and a couple people found out there's only one guy in the crowd that would refuse to eat it, just for whatever reason. Um, but, and it wasn't about, they just knew, it's my shoe. If I had meat there, that would be really weird, you know? So they all, they all came and ate it, and then I still get, that was a year ago, and I still get DMs, or when I see them, the shop, they're like, I can't stop thinking about that jackfruit taco. I can't, you know, and I'm looking for it over here. And it's, it's as simple as like just doing a normal skate event, like what our culture like follows and just have those options there mm-hmm. and more options. Or for my, if my event, it's only going to be that. <laughs> it's only if you can put. Yeah. So, um, when it, when we spoke about this, about, um, in, in the last panel, but I wanted to touch about, um, the male, Stigma, like being a male, you know, you need to be strong, need to eat meat, and it's not manly not to, you know, the hunter kind of part of it. So, yeah, yeah you're like, yeah. and so how do you get that out of the way? How do you help them transition? Like, no, it is more manly to be compassionate or things of that sort. Oh, man, it's more manly to be compassionate. <laughs> I don't know. It's for me. It is. That's why. No, I think uh, I don't. I don't know. I just, I guess it's more about, um, like whoever I am in this, in, in that world, I don't know. It's like, that's other people's perspectives. You know, I just know I'm me. And like, what's been happening is like, yeah, if, if I'm just being me and that compassion, if, if they see it as that and they're, and they're following it. And I, and I do get a lot of people talking to me about that. Um, then you just lead by example. You know, you just, if you just are, then honestly, then that's, that's felt. And if you're not, that's felt as well, you know, when it's contrived. So it's, I felt I, with me, I, I, I'm very, um, uh, after that, I'm just, as being me, I just want to be as, as efficient as possible too, about like, if I have to think about it, like right now, I'm like, it's the most I've thought about that. It's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I just keep being me and like, let it, let it be, mm. you know, and keep just being available for so being you, what would you say is your your main focus? Like, what are you trying yeah, <laughs> Being myself. Like, what is your main focus, your main goal? And how do you, like, when it comes to um, spreading your, your values, your morals? or um, I think, I think through actions, you know, like, like um, if your values and morals aren't aligning with your actions, then there's not much to talk about. Because I can be up here talking about all this stuff and you can find out that I was just up here just lying to you guys or whatever, you know? So like the, uh, that was really strong for me when I realized that, you know, 
even before the conversation, it was like, man, I believe in all this stuff, but my, my, I looked at myself, like my actions aren't aligning with my own values. Like uh, that's, that's weird because I'm so strong about that. Um, so I think it's that. I think it's just, if, if you really care about something, it, it'll show. That's, it'll show. So like self-awareness, being self-aware, how do you stay intact? In like just like, you know, there's so much money to be made in this industry when it comes to especially having contracts and things like that and letting, yeah. having to let those go. How do you stay tied to those values and saying no to? Because um, the value was way more important than money. And that's why I did what I did, you know. And if, like I said, and to answer that like that is instead of leaving my all my sponsors, I went in and said, hey, let's do this. Let's try this at least. And even with my clothing sponsor, let's do the sustainable line. Let's wheel. Let's do veggie oil instead of petroleum oil. Let's do, I, I implemented that all of skateboarding. I went to factories and said, hey, is your wood FSC certified? Are your inks non-toxic? Is, I, I questioned everything instead of leaving, you know? Mm. And then to me, it's more about if that's happening, that's, that's the moral profit, you know? That's the, and that's what I, at this point in my life, that's, a, that's what I care about most. Mm. Yeah, and I see, like, who's, the, uh, who's in the skate, like, skateboarding world? I cannot ride a skateboard for the life of me whatsoever. Your skateboarders <laughs> in the back. Um, anyone else? Uh, California is a very big thing. Everybody rides a skateboard, like, anywhere horrible here um um so we're, we're gonna teach you. Uh, yeah they promise they're gonna teach me <laughs> um and so um when it comes to your platform your social media because that's where you do like a lot of posting uh, things yeah. so uh what do you think is key when it comes to that what for you to like spread the message to give oh, me a connection i guess that's kind of what we were talking about just that that's when you think more about being efficient but it is kind of like the things that worked were, well, that's one thing. I, I posted something about um, spirulina one time in, in coconut water. I just did a story and I got like 40 DMs back. Or going around in, in London right now, I'm going to do a summary of the London, you know, because I get so much feedback. Then you go and look at your, your, your insights, whatever, and there's like, a thousand people saved my last one I did in Japan. I was like, here's my top 10 in Japan. And it was just me. And some people laugh at me. Most of my friends do laugh at me. But like <laughs> the feedback I get back from the people who don't, and they're, thank you so much. I'm going to Japan and I needed this. And when you look at that, how many are saved and all that, it's kind of like, I kind of feed off of that feedback of what I do next, you know? Sure. I don't have like a, like a structure to. Do you have any like negative? Uh, you know, backlash of this and how do you deal with that? Yeah, people like to run their mouths all the time. <laughs> I, it, that's more of a personal thing. Like I can, uh, vegan or not, it's just like kind of like that's other people's issues. But um, I tend with that directly, it's more about, for instance, I got I got attacked. Not, I won't say attacked, sorry. <laughs> I got, we, we got a debate, a uh, conversation one time um, about the drought in LA and and um, how my friend wanted to beat up people mowing their or watering their lawns, and that turned into a vegan conversation about the water usage of meat and all that. And then this guy's two years vegan now, and he's a pro skater, and he's the guy who won chili cook-off. Now he's entering cook-offs with vegan chili, and it's all from that conversation of the drought that he was complaining about, you know. And I think that it's more about that. Um, 
just being conscious of your actions, you know? And, and it's weird. You, you learn from a young age to old age. We never stop learning. And we can, and, and even me, like I'm, all of us, we're, just, we're constantly changing, shifting. So I want to learn more. And that, that's what got, I was addicted to like learning more about this and what I was connecting to so deeply, you know? Um, did I answer your question? Or not? Uh, yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So uh, Kenny is here. He's going to be doing, um, you're going to be doing a skateboarding event. Is that correct? No, I came to meet, like, since I was coming here, I called up the local mag, like free skate magazine. Um, and I'm going to go out with them and skate and shoot photos for the magazine and videos. But maybe, yeah. maybe you can give some lessons to a few like, I mean, yeah, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, skate with me. Come, yeah, you always do that. So thank you so much for being here with you. Yeah. If you're all the way from California, and we're super thankful that you came with us at Eat Dream Vegan. So thank you so much, guys. And Kenny will be here for any questions that you might have. And we'll have another talk in 10 minutes. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you, guys. <laughs> Come skate with me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us some positive feedback on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. By doing this, you'll be helping get messages about inspirational, positive, plant-powered living into people's earbuds. Till the next time, take care and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.